Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Father, we come to you to hear your voice, to receive your light and revelation. Lord, anoint us. Your anointing will teach us, Lord. You will speak to your people in this room and through the live stream or through the internet more than what I say, Lord. Your Holy Spirit will speak into their heart and reveal your will and your plan for their life, Lord. Lord, help us not to be hate knowledge Christians, but we are practical Christians. We'll do what we learn. We walk what we know. We are the walking Bible, Lord. People who see our life will see Jesus in us, Lord. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today I would like to talk about to be filled with the Holy Spirit. In Luke chapter 24, verse 49, this is the command of the Lord Jesus Christ. Behold, I sent the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued or clothed with power from on high. God wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He wants us to be full of his power so that we can demonstrate his love, his kindness, and his power in our own life and through our life to other people. I got saved 40 years ago, 1981. And the longer I walk with God, the longer I serve God, the more I see that we need the Holy Spirit so much. I came from the background of Buddhism. I used to worship idols, put the spell on my back. I could use the power of darkness to jump very high in the sky. They put the knife on my back and my skins were not cut. I experience the power of darkness. I know that the spiritual realm is real because there are demons and Satan out there since I was young. I don't have time to describe to you what I went through when I was a young man, a young boy, with all this dark power. And after that, I became a Christian and I joined a kind of traditional church, Baptist church, did not know anything about the Holy Spirit, did not know anything about the power of God or speaking in tongues or healings and miracles and power. I did not have any idea for many years until one day God filled me with the Holy Spirit and I spoke in tongues. And after that, God led me step by step to the fire of God, to the outpouring of the Spirit, to the thicker and thicker anointing. And now I look back, actually, why I was in Texas this time. 
I was praying, and I know now, after 40 years, that the church of Jesus Christ, you and me, need the Holy Spirit. And that's why Jesus commands his disciples to receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I cannot describe everything from my mouth, my experiences of 40 years of walking with God. But I am very convinced in my heart that we cannot be the kind of Christian that the Bible talks about to be the bride of Christ without the help of the Holy Spirit, without the power of God. Actually, lately God spoke to me. Sometimes I feel that it's so hard to be a pastor, to be a teacher, to be the shepherd because I know too much about God's will and I feel like, wow, God, how can I help people? He spoke to me this way. He said, son, we need to save souls. We need to save souls. We need to help people to come to know Jesus. Actually, in the wedding ceremony yesterday, a lot of young people there were not Christians. I look at their eyes. When I was officiating the ceremony, I was trying to preach the gospel to all of them because I want to save them from darkness. But God said to me, son, that is just a beginning. Because a lot of people got saved, but they never grow up. And they never love God that much. They kind of look warm. They don't care much about God. They don't want to go to church. They don't want to serve God. They don't have any love for Jesus. And God said to me, son, I give you a job to help my people as a pastor or shepherd of God's flock. To, I cannot force anybody, okay, basically. I cannot force you to do anything. There are four kinds of soil, four kinds of hearts in the world. The rocky soil and the soil mixed with stone and the soil mixed with thorns and the good soil. But you do your best to take my people who accepted Christ, who got born again, to another point, to get banana, to get falling in love with Jesus, to love Jesus so much. Because God said to me, not a lot of people are not my bride. They just go to church for traditions. They don't love me. They are not my spouse. They are not my bride. They don't love me that much. They just go through the motion of Christianity. So my prayer is that you all will fall in love with Jesus Christ. And after you fall in love with Jesus Christ, you're going to want to glorify him by being like him and serving him. But the problem is you cannot fall in love with Jesus by your own self. You need the help of the Holy Spirit. That's why God promised in the Old Testament of the book of Joel, chapter 2, verses 28 to 32. He knows that his people cannot love him and serve him with power by themselves. They need the help of the Holy Spirit to work in their heart to fall in love with Jesus and to serve Jesus. I know because this is my first-hand experience. The Holy Spirit worked in me all the time. He moved inside me to fall in love with Jesus, to love people, to love the church. I know it's not Dr. Lau, it's not Pastor Lau. I'm a human being. I have selfishness in my nature. Actually, 
after I came back last night, I thought, oh, I need a vacation. Oh. Why well, have to come to church all day today from 9 o'clock to uh, about 7 p.m. tonight? I, I like to have a vacation after the heavy mission trip. But I love to come because the Holy Spirit moved on the inside of me. This is not me. This is not Dr. Lau because I am selfish too. I want to have my own life. I want to just go on with my life. I don't want to serve anybody. But the Holy Spirit moved in me to love him and to love his people. Joel chapter 2 say, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. We are in those days right now. He wants to pour his spirit on us. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire, pillars of smoke. And I'm going to jump to verse 32. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Actually, it means shall be delivered from darkness, from Satan, from demons. For in Mount Zion, Mount Zion is a church. In Jerusalem, the church. Symbolic of the church. There shall be deliverance. We will be set free from demons. As the Lord has said, demons will make us selfish. Demons will make us not falling in love with God. Love the world, love money, love the things of the world. We need to be set free from demons. Among the remnant whom the Lord calls. My brother and sister, the Old Testament talk about outpouring of the Holy Spirit. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. Then Jesus repeat again. I will pour my spirit on my people as the Father has promised in the book of Job. So if Jesus is your master. If Jesus is your king. If Jesus is your Lord. And the Lord and the king and the master say to you. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. I hope you respond to the master. Yes, Lord, I will pursue being filled with the Holy Spirit. You will not say, hey, God, I don't care. Even though you die for me, I'm going to do my own things. I don't care to obey you. This is a command. Luke chapter 24, 49 is not a request. It's a command. Let me read one more time. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem. I mean, wait for the right timing. Until you are endued with power from on high. This is not a request. This is a command. God knows that we cannot be the bride of Christ. We cannot be an on fire disciple of Jesus Christ without the help and the power and the grace of the Holy Spirit. I pray that in America here, Christians will be on fire. Christians will welcome the Holy Spirit. I love God. I travel so much and it's so sad. Every city I travel, I met a lot of young people here, young local people who grew up here. And unfortunately, they do not want to go to church anymore. They don't care about Jesus anymore, even though their parents love God and go to church. And I'm grieved inside me that this nation really need the outpouring of the Holy Spirit.
People need to encounter God. People need to go banana for Jesus. Love Jesus. He's coming back to the bride. He wants to meet people who really love him. So I'm going to stop. I'm not going to stop at only saving soul. I want to help people to love Jesus so much. And they cannot love Jesus without the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm talking from my first-hand experience. I know the Holy Spirit helps me to really love Jesus. Please, do you love Jesus? Do you love Him? Yes. You're so convinced. Yes. Can I hear it loudly? Do you love Jesus? What is the benefit of being filled with the Holy Spirit? Number one, Acts chapter one, verse eight. How many people like the word benefits? Oh, wow. I like benefits too. <laughs> I don't want the loss. Acts chapter one, verse eight. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. So the first benefit that he wants to give you is power. He doesn't want you just to Walk from Belleville to Seattle. He wants to give you a sport car. He wants you to have the power in your life. And this power will heal you, set you free. This power will help you to be a very successful businessman, successful teacher, housewife, successful doctors like me. I have the power of God in me, so when I treated my patients... I have the power to see and understand what is going on in my patient's life, what is going on in the x-ray, how I perform the surgery. I can have the power. And that power changed me from the inside to become more like Jesus, to love my enemies, to help those who are in need. The power of God working inside. In every aspect of life, we need the power of God. A lot of people, when they think about power, oh, yeah, I can lay hand on the sick and the sick can be healed. Yes, we can lay hand on the sick. Actually, in Texas this time, a lady came to the meeting. I never met her before. First time, she came with her husband. And she has chronic sickness. The doctor said, no cure. When I put my hand on her back, demon come out. Hundreds of demons come out. I never taught her about demons. Never taught her about casting out demons. She never heard of it. I put my hand and demon keep coming out. That is the power. But the power is not just only helping people. The power can help you to be able to overcome sinful nature. Overcome the love of money. Overcome the selfishness. The habit of gossiping. The bad habits. The addiction. The pornography thing. The gambling. The power of God in you. And I notice that people who receive this power tend to have more victorious life because the power can help you to live a victorious life. You cannot fight against Satan. You cannot fight against your own flesh, against demons, and the world system by your own strength. You need the power of God. And God has that available to you by the infilling of the Holy Spirit. That's why my heart as a pastor, I want to see all of you be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the power of God so that you can have victorious life, so that you can overcome your sinful nature. And when the 
enemy try to attack you, you just say, get out of here right now. I have authority and power from heaven. You have to get out. And everywhere you go, demons have to run away. They don't want to be around you. They will run to the garbage can. Amen? I know when I get to any city, demons don't like me. They have to run away. Because I receive the power by being filled with the Holy Spirit. And not only being filled with the Holy Spirit one time, keep being filled and filled and filled again and again. The book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18 says, Don't be drunk with wine that will lead to debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled again and again and again. I want to walk a life that is filled with the Holy Spirit. Surrender to the Holy Spirit. We have two choices. Either walk in the flesh or walk by the Holy Spirit. I want to be spiritual man. I don't want to be carnal man. Paul say to the Corinth church, you are carnal. You are like a baby. You walk in carnality. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and be spiritual. Yield to the Holy Spirit. And when you walk in carnality, you're going to offend people. You're going to make people upset with you because of your selfishness, because of your way of speaking, make people mad. But if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're going to smile all the time, happy, so full of peace, love, generous. We want to show love to people like Jesus. If anyone comes to you with problems, you pray by faith in the name of Jesus, the problem disappears. Because you are so filled with the Holy Spirit, so filled with the power of God. How many people want to walk that way? I don't want to walk in the flesh. I want to be filled and controlled by the Spirit of God. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit and yield to the Holy Spirit and walk in the Spirit, we're going to walk in the power, the power of wisdom, the power of understanding. When you talk to people, you witness to them, the power of God will come out from your mouth. The power of God is there. I listened to a testimony of a lady in Texas. She said that she got the third dose of vaccine on Friday, or no, on Saturday or Friday, something like that. And she was sick. She had body pain and she had fever. That night she could not go to church. But God woke her up at 3 a.m. This happened three, two weeks ago, two weeks ago. And we have live stream from Switzerland. I was preaching and laying on of hand on people. Some reason God woke her up at 3 a.m., which is the time of my preaching in Switzerland, the same at over there during the daytime. So she turned on her phone and watched the teaching and the laying on of hand. And she said, she put her hand on my hand in the internet. Suddenly, the power of God hit her. And one second, all gone. The pain, the neck pain, the fever, all gone. Is that the power? I got the news from another person from Thailand. She has chronic sickness. And she said that she turned on our YouTube that I preach and lay hand on half an hour. I keep laying on of hand in the YouTube. 
and she the same thing she put her hand on her phone boom she got drunk in the holy spirit speaking tongues and the holy spirit hit her she fell under the power in her house no one there just she and god and she said all the sickness was gone with one touch of god he said the power are you glad that you can have power to help people to be free from sickness amen god give you the spirit of power the spirit of love and of self discipline when you're full of the holy spirit you love god so much and you love people you want to see people bless you will not be selfish and self centered when you feel with the holy spirit you will be self discipline sometimes your mouth want to yell and gossip but you say no i cannot control myself i'm not going to say bad things from my mouth you can have self discipline because the holy spirit helps you this is why the devil wants to do anything to stop the church to be filled with the holy spirit you can talk about the bible all day long but you cannot do it without the holy spirit we need the infilling of the holy spirit not only to be filled with the holy spirit and not only to have the power of god number 2 the benefit of being filled with the spirit of god matthew chapter 3 verses 11 to 12 i indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he who is coming after me is mightier than i whose sandals i am not worthy to carry he will baptize you with the holy spirit and fire his winnowing fan is in his hand he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor talking about cleaning here cleaning everyone say cleaning and gather his wheat into the barn but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire this is not the fire hell this is the fire of the holy spirit the chaff what is the chaff the chaff is a junk in your life your bad habits your sinful nature your short temper your bitterness your unforgiveness your loving of money your flesh the curse the demon in you whatever in you that make you not godly and not walking in the way of god we all grew up with baggages from our family especially for me i grew up in a non christian family i have a lot of baggages in my life bad bad habits bad attitudes bad culture is a worldly culture in me and the holy spirit came to clean up to burn fire talking about burning to burn out the bad stuff in my life a lot of bad stuff in my life got burned out all these years little by little burn out I remember before I started the church every time God spoke to me can you serve me can you pastor my church I have a heartbeat I really feel uncomfortable you know why because I think that I cannot buy an airplane I can have a nice house on the waterfront I cannot enjoy my neurosurgery life be a rich man because now I have to pastor the church Oh my heartbeat because I had the love of money when I was a young believer but thank God for the fire of God 
Thank God for the Holy Spirit. One day he came on me in 1997, and hundreds of demons came out of me that day. He burned the chaff, the love of money, the worry about the things in the world. He burned the tongue out of me, and he changed me. He purified me to become more like Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming back to meet the bride who wear the fine linen, which is symbolic of the righteous life. The church should not commit adultery to the world. The church should not be the place where people just keep sinning and cheating and doing bad stuff. No, the church should be the holy bride. And we cannot be the holy bride by our own self. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. He come to sanctify us. The book of Romans chapter 15 verse 16 say that I might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering of the Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. What is the word sanctified? There are two words in the Christian life. One word is justification or being righteous. Justification is a position. When I received Jesus Christ, he took my sin on the cross, on his body. And he offered me his righteousness, not my own righteousness. His righteousness came on me. I wear a new hat, a hat of righteousness. I became a righteous man by the blood of Jesus Christ in position. Now I carry American passport. By position, I am an American citizen. But I still love to eat chai yaw. And bun thit niang. And pad thai. Even though my position, I am American. You see my point here. We have the position of the saints. We are justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are righteous by position. But the word sanctification is different. Sanctification is a real cleaning up. You're not just righteous by position, but you are righteous in reality. You used to be selfish, short-tempered. You used to be gossiping a lot and jealousy and do all bad stuff in the flesh. But the Holy Spirit come in and sanctified, clean up your life to be truly godly, truly holy and righteous in words, lifestyle and action. So sanctified is a real life. It's a real thing that happened to us by the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but when I gave my life to Jesus Christ 40 years ago, I said, God, I left Buddhism. Now I follow you, Jesus. I have my God now. I want to be a 100% Christian. I don't want to be 30% Christians. I don't want to be yo-yo Christian. I don't want to be up and down Christian. I want to follow Jesus 100%. And when people see me, they will know that this man is a real believer. He's not a just not, I say Christian, but I don't do it. There is a word in Thai. Let me share a little bit. We tease Christian who don't follow Jesus 100%. Christatam. Christian, Christam in Thai. The word Tam means just Walk around, do nothing. Don't do anything. So I want to be a real Christian. I cannot be true Christian without the Holy Spirit. He come to cleanse me. 
He come to clean me up, sanctify me. First Corinthians chapter six verses nine to eleven. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified. You see, sanctified, justified. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God, you are sanctified, washed by the Spirit of God. How many people want to be holy and righteous? The Bible says, "Be holy, for I am holy." It's so hard. Most preachers don't want to talk about this. Because it's too hard to be holy. Yes, it's too hard to be holy if you try to do it yourself. But you can be holy if you're filled and yield to the Holy Spirit. He sent the Holy Spirit to help you to be holy. Amen. Amen. Let's set the goal to be holy people. Do you love God? Yes. Now go back to the word love. I understand now why God say, "Help my people to love, fall in love with me, love me, banana about me." When you love God so much, you don't want God to lose reputation. You don't want people to put the thumb down on God. You don't want people to misunderstand your God and criticize your God. But they never seen God; they see you. If they see that you are selfish. You are short temper. You are just not nice, not friendly, very selfish, very greedy. You're not nice to people. You're so stubborn. You went to work late. You steal time from your boss. You don't pay your taxes. You're just cheating. People look at you, uh, Christian. God the Father. This God they talk about in the Bible is not real. Who lose the reputation? God. When you love God so much, you don't want Him to look bad in the eyes of non-believers. You shall repent, and you depend on the Holy Spirit. Why are you so excited in this teaching? You say everyone so quiet. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> it's a tough sermon today. Sorry. Amen. If I don't teach you the truth, I am destroying you. If I don't tell you the truth, I am cheating you. I don't want to cheat my members. I need to tell you the truth. The truth shall set you free. Amen. Maybe part of it because I get this from my medical practice as a doctor. You don't want to lie to your patients because they can die. If I don't tell my patient the truth, they may die. The same thing here. If I don't tell you the truth, you may die. So I want to protect you. So many Christians got into trouble because they don't know the truth. First Peter chapter one verse two: 
elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification. Everyone say sanctification. Of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you, peace be multiplied. So the second benefit of receiving the Holy Spirit is that we can live a sanctified life. The Holy Spirit will burn the junk, the sinful nature, the demons in us, the bad habits, the wrong things, the wrong mentality, the stronghold, the wrong thinking of the world, the world system come into our mind. And God wants to burn it out so that we can have the mind of Christ, so that we can have the heart of God, so that we can walk the way that God wants us to walk, that is to be holy because he is holy. Don't take me wrong, I'm not perfect. I'm still on the way. But I know I'm more holy this year than last year because I'm walking with the Holy Spirit. I know. I'm improving, developing every single year to become more and more sanctified and holy. Amen? Amen. Every Christian should set the goal. I'm going to be holy people, not sinful people. Number three, the third benefit of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. In Jerusalem. And in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. God wants us to preach the gospel. God wants us to be his witness. You can witness when we talk about witness here. Okay, number one. You witness that God is good, God is real, God is gracious, God is powerful through your life. Your lifestyle, the way you live, is the most powerful witness than your word. That's why I noticed that people who evangelize here and bring more people to church are usually generous people and kind people. Because this non-believer look at them. Wow, you're so generous. You're so kind. You're so nice to me. Let me follow you to church. Because I'm impressed with your character. The power of God changed them to be generous, to be kind, to be good to people. So you witness by your lifestyle. And how can you witness if you have a sinful lifestyle? You need the Holy Spirit to clean you up. You need the Holy Spirit to heal you. I tell people in Thailand, God heal my skin. God heal my wife. God heal my daughter. God gave me a job. All the Buddhist Thai people, listen, I want your God too. Actually, this morning, somebody sent a lie to me from Thailand. Long comments in that lie. I initially did not like this guy, Dr. Lau, who lived in America. But now, 10 years later, I look at his life. I believe God is real because he is godly and God performed miracle in him a lot, in his church a lot. Now I gave my life to Jesus. When I read that, hallelujah. Because people see the power of God working in me, healed me, provide for me, give me wisdom. 
I am the witness by lifestyle, by action, not just by words. Yes, we witness because Holy Spirit work in us. We're so kind, we're so loving to people. We are not selfish people. And non-believers look at us and say, I want to know this God. Because we are godly and we are righteous people. But not only that, God empower you, give you power when you speak. The power is in your voice. The power is in your word. And when they hear your word, they are convicted and they gave their life to Jesus Christ. You witness by life and by word, but your words are full of power. Number three, you witness by praying for them and they get a miracle. One couple in Virginia, they were Buddhists. They went to the monk, they went to temple. And one day, that 12-year-old daughter became crazy and could not go to school. When this daughter went to school, she screamed, she acted weird. So the teacher said, go home. You cannot go to school. She, the parents brought her to the monk, brought her to the psychiatrist, brought her to many places, and the daughter is still crazy. Eventually, somebody told his family, why don't you try Jesus? Why don't you go to church and see what happened? So she went to our church in Virginia, and they got connected to us. We pray for this young lady, 12 years old, and we sent the sermon there, and they turned on our sermon all day long in the house. The voice of the preaching go on and on all day long. Within a couple of days, the daughter got totally healed. And both parents and the daughter now serve God in the church. Not only she could go back to school, now she's number one in the class. She's top in the class. Whose power? Whose power to save this family from being perished, being sick, being demonized? The power of God. Is that right? We can witness by our lifestyle of godliness because God's power changes us. We can witness with the voices full of power. When we talk, people just melt. Yes, what should I do? And you say, give your life to Jesus. You have the power in your voice. You witness with the power. And not only that, when you pray, when you pray for them, when you lay hand on them, they get healed and they say, I want to give my life to Jesus. It's all done by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. How many people want to be good witness? Acts chapter 4, verse 31. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit filled people not only in the upper room, in Acts chapter 2, but now Acts chapter 4, again, filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. The Holy Spirit gives you boldness to witness to speak about Jesus Christ. Amen? That is the third benefit. Do you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Do you want to have the benefits from God? Do you want to live for the kingdom of God? Not only that, the Holy Spirit helps us that we can pray effectively. We are human. 
our prayer is very limited. But the Holy Spirit can help us to pray effectively so we can get the result. How many people want God to answer your prayer 100% of the time? Every time you pray, answer come. You want that? I want that. Who helped you to pray? Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Prayer open heaven. If you want miracles, you want answer, you want to see salvation in your home, you pray for salvation of people. You pray for the miracles. You pray for healing. And who can help you to pray effectively? Pray in the Spirit. When the Bible talks about praying the Spirit, there are two meanings here. Number one, you pray in the heavenly language. You don't know what to pray for that family. You pray in the spirit. You pray in the heavenly language. What we call pray in tongues. Or another meaning, you pray by the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in you helps you to pray exactly what they need. This is how I pray. Either I pray in tongues, or when I pray, I start to hook up to the Holy Spirit. Lord, give me the word to pray. The word to say in this prayer. Because the Holy Spirit knows what is best for the person. Romans chapter 8 verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the might of the Spirit. Because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. The Holy Spirit knows God's wills. So when you pray by the help and the leading of the Holy Spirit, or you pray in tongue, you see the miracle. You see the breakthrough. It's good to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You're so filled that you're so sensitive to his leading. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, the first time you speak in tongues. And after that, you can pray in tongues. Amen? How many people want to, be, to pray by the leading of the Holy Spirit? More. From now on, when you pray, what you should do? Hook up. Holy Spirit, help me to pray. Yes, you may pray in Spanish language. You may pray in Indonesian language. You may pray in Mandarin. But he's going to tell you what to pray. Exactly. Maybe you pray for your husband to be saved. You don't know what to say. God will guide you to pray exactly what you need to pray for your husband. Or if you don't know what to pray, just go ahead and pray in tongue. Keep praying in tongue for your husband. Praying for your wife, praying for your kids. Amen? Amen. The Holy Spirit is our helper. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you speak in tongues. And you can pray in tongue. And praying in tongue is not just praying for somebody else, but praying in tongue is like you get charged. You, your battery gets charged by the Holy Spirit. And you have more strength, more love, more faith, 
to deal with the situation in life. So every day you should pray in tongues. Before you go to work, you pray in tongues in your car. Before I come to church, I pray in tongues. How can I edify people if I'm weak? How can I help people if I don't have what you need? I can help people by giving what I have. And how can I have? I hook up to God. Because God is the source of every good thing. So when I begin to pray in tongue, the Holy Spirit works in me and he begins to give me power, wisdom, faith, love, directions. He can give me all kinds of good things so that I can have what I receive from him to help people. Amen? Amen. Maybe you want to give counseling to your teenager kids. Before you do that, go into your bedroom and pray in tongue first. So you're filled with the Holy Spirit. You don't talk to your teenager kid by the flesh, but you talk by the Spirit. Because you pray in tongue, and the Holy Spirit fills you up and gives you direction. Amen? He helps you. Pray in tongue. Not only that, the benefit of being filled with the Holy Spirit so that you can understand the Bible. When you read the Bible, you can understand. John chapter 14, verse 26. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you everything I have said to you. The Holy Spirit is the best teacher. When you read the Bible, the Holy Spirit is the one who revealed the light and the revelation to you to understand the word of God. That's how I walk in the past 40 years. I read the Bible and I hook up to the Holy Spirit. The light shine in. I understand that verse more than normal. The Holy Spirit is the best teacher for you if you are car mechanics. The best teacher to tell you what to do with your computer if you are IT guy. The Holy Spirit is the best surgeon. When I perform surgery, open the skull. He tell me what to do. When I met Stan Lander that day, he came to me with brain cancer. How many years ago? Five, seven years ago. Wow, you never change. You still look young all these years. <laughs> when Stan Lander came to me, I look at the MRI. Deep brain cancer. Holy Spirit, what should I do? He said, no operation. If I operate on him, he's going to get worse. What can I do? Grab his hand and pray with him. So I walk back into the room after I look at the MRI. The Holy Spirit is the best doctor. He's the best teacher. He can tell me what to do. I walk back and say, Stan, can I pray with you? He says, sure. We grab hands together and pray. And the cancer was gone. And he's still here. Seven years later. He is the best teacher. He will tell you what to do. He will show you the word of God. He will tell you what to say to your boss. Is it wonderful to have the Holy Spirit? 
John chapter 16 verse 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, I like that, the spirit of truth, he will not lie to you. He will only tell you the truth. He will guide you into all truth, the truth of the Bible and the truth of life. Don't associate with that guy. He's going to cheat you. The truth. He knows that guy is going to cheat you. Don't associate with him. Pull yourself away. The truth. He knows the truth of life and he knows the truth in the Bible. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. Not only that he tell you the truth of the Bible and the truth of life, who you should marry to, who you should invest money with, which how you should buy, which company you should invest your money with, who you should be your close friend, everything, the truth. But also he can tell you the future. He can tell you. I remember one day I was sitting in the airplane and suddenly God showed me the truth. Dwayne and Jocelyn are going to get married. What? They haven't even dated. They haven't caught yet. Because at that time another man in this church was pursuing Jocelyn. How come Jocelyn and Dwayne going to get married? And I just kept in my heart. I didn't say anything because I don't like to manipulate anybody. And a few years later, they got married. He told me the truth. When they say they're going to marry, I know already. God told me the future. Amen. He knows the future. Let me continue a little bit more and then done. Romans chapter 5 verse 5. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. He gave us the truth. He gave us the wisdom, the direction. Not only that, he gave us love. Love never fails. The Holy Spirit will help us to be able to love even the unlovely. Love God. I tell you, I am serious here. Okay? <laughs> I'm not teaching you the doctrine. I'm just trying, not trying to be a teacher of the Bible. I'm really serious about being filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm really serious about walking with the Holy Spirit. Because I know I cannot be a good Christian without the Holy Spirit. I need love. And who give me love? The Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 15 verse 13. So that you may overflow with hope, joy, hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. He gives you hope about the future. He gives you the power. The Holy Spirit gives you hope, gives you love, gives you power. 2 Corinthians 1.22 God set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit into our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. The Holy Spirit gave us expectation and assurance of what is to come. He gave us faith. 2 Corinthians 3.17 Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. How many people want to have love? How many people want to have freedom? Hope. Wisdom. Faith. 
Basically, this is how I look at it. Our heavenly Father sits on the throne in heaven. We have never seen him. He is the Almighty God, all-knowing God, all-powerful God. He has everything. He's the richest person in the whole universe, in the whole wide world. He's rich in everything, not just money. Rich in wisdom, rich in power, rich in everything. He is sitting out there. And Jesus Christ came into the world to die for me and give me the way to reach to the Father. Without Jesus, I cannot reach to the Father. So I reach to the Father in Jesus' name. The Bible says, God give us good and perfect gifts. Wisdom, good job, income, direction, protection, all the good gifts. Healing, deliverance, freedom, love, faith, hope, understanding. Every good thing comes from God. Through Jesus Christ, God, I need wisdom in this situation. God, I need money for this situation. Like this lady who got married yesterday. She promised her parents that she's going to help her parents to pay off the debt before she got married. Because after that, she needs to take care of her husband. But when she's single, she can help send money to her parents freely. And you know what happened? She prayed, God, help me to set my parents free from financial debt. And it happened. God performed miracle. She got a lot of money. I don't tell you how. I know how, but I will not tell you. And she sent money to Thailand, and her parents pay off all the debt. And now she's free to get married. Where did that gift come from? From the Father. Because she prayed to the Father. But who is the one who worked on this planet Earth to make what God the Father gives you happen to you? The Holy Spirit. You see the picture here? God the Father is the giver, the source. God the Son is the way to get from the, to, from the Father. But God the Holy Spirit is the one who make it happen on this planet Earth. In you and through you. Should we welcome the Holy Spirit? Should we work with the Holy Spirit? Should we be filled with the Holy Spirit? Should we walk with the Spirit? Should we honor the Holy Spirit? Should we respond to the Holy Spirit? Should we be hungry for the Holy Spirit? If you walk with the Holy Spirit all the days of your life, you will never fail. You will never make mistake. He is the best person that you should be a friend with. He's the best person in your life. But why we talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit? Let me ask this last question and I'm closing in prayer. How many people are happy of having $2,000 in the bank account and that's it. You say 2000 is enough for me. All the days of your life, raise your hand up. How many people say, if I have $20,000 in my bank account for the rainy day, that is enough for me. 20000 is enough. Raise your hand up. Okay. How many people say, if I can have $1 million in the bank account before I face the rainy day, I would be happy. Raise your hand up. $1 million? 
How many people say 10 millions? I, I can stop anytime. I don't know when I can stop. 10 million? 10 million? 10 million. Wow. When we talk about money, why your guy want to have more? It's interesting. 2,000, no one care. 20,000, maybe one person. But 10 million, a lot of people raise hand. Let me ask one more time. How many people want 10 million in your bank account? Raise your hand up. You don't raise hand, it means you want to have zero. <laughs> in the same way, there are measures of the Holy Spirit in us. Measures. Elisha had the double portion of Elijah anointing. I pray every day, Lord, when I turn 80 years old, when I turn 100 years old, the level of the measure of my anointing will be much higher than today. I just walk by somebody who gets sick and my shadow fall on them, they're going to get healed. Because I have $20 million of Holy Spirit in me. We want to have more measure of the Holy Spirit. Amen? If you think that way, you're hungry to be filled with the Holy Spirit. More, 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 more. You try to fill your bank account with money. Why don't you fill your life with the Holy Spirit? Is it better? Money cannot save you from cancer. Money cannot give you peace and joy. Money cannot heal your sickness. But the Holy Spirit is the answer to everything in your life. He is the almighty God. And even Moses, Joshua, David, Elijah, Elisha, Jesus Christ, Daniel, Joseph, Peter, Paul, and Jesus himself walk in the Spirit. And they were successful because they had the Holy Spirit on them. The success of all these people in the Bible, who is behind the Holy Spirit. I hope I convince you in this teaching. Amen? Amen. It's a simple message today. But I just want to convince you to love the Holy Spirit, to want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you, Lord, for showing us scriptures to remind us, Lord, the importance of being filled with the Holy Spirit and fire, Lord. Lord, we want to be the biblical Christian. Follow the Bible. We want to yield to your word, Lord, and help us, Lord, to understand more about how to walk with the Spirit and to be filled with the Holy Spirit, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord. Lord, from today on, my brothers and sisters shall walk in the infilling of the Holy Spirit more and more and more. They will not stop they will ask you to pour your Holy Spirit on them. Even at home while they pray, while they spend devotional time, 
while they're listening to the teaching, while they're worshiping God in the care group or in the church, when they come out to be lay hand on, Lord, fill them with the Holy Spirit, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Stand up. Thank you, Lord. Nothing else but you sense, O Lord. Would you come and feel this place? Touch us, Lord. Once again, Spirit of the Living God, would you touch us once again? Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome to this place. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com.
Lord.